The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into the show. Happy to have you with us here on this Wednesday as we get ready for hour number two of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Unfortunately, we uh, made a commitment. <laughs> to talk about the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> uh, Do we have to? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not been great. Um, so we will definitely do that. But you mentioned something in the break. Uh, and I, I, I'm interested because the Boston Celtics just were eliminated from the NBA playoffs. And Lawson says that Danny Ainge is out. The report from the worldwide leader, <laughs> or the mothership, the as mothership. we like to call it, yeah. um, Tim Bontemps says that Brad Stevens is going to move into a full-time front office role. I don't know if that means he's no longer going to be the coach. Well, I mean, if he's a full-time office role, he full-time tells me that's all he's going to be doing. Yeah. Stevens has been described as, quote, worn down with coaching since the bubble, and he welcomed the chance to make the transition to the front office. He will help lead the search for his successor as head coach. So, Sounds like you just answered your own question. Well, I didn't get a chance to read the whole story before, but that that's well, that's something, isn't it? I mean I, There's Brad, a lot going on in Boston. Brad Stevens is like forty years old, I feel like. He's he's not much older than me. Yeah, but in in, in NBA coaching years. Yeah, that's about eight hundred. Yeah. It's just wild to me that one, I, I don't. I'm not surprised that Danny Ainge is out. Although he was the the architect of the big three, you know. The, you the, realize how long ago that was? No, I understand that. Yeah, but the Celtics up until that point were trash can juice, and they've been perennial playoff contenders since. So here's the thing, though. I mean, what's it take to be a playoff contender in the NBA these days? In, I mean, all you got to do is finish in the top half of the league. Well, uh, 
he's still going to be better than half the people in the league, I guess. I mean, that, I understand. They take the top eight from each division. I mean, and that's why and the there's playoffs, what, 30 teams, 32 teams? I mean, and that's why the playoffs last for six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. and they play every three days. Uh, I think uh, I'd be interested to know, and we never will, how much some of Danny Ainge's comments regarding some off-court com- uh, issues played into his, quote, decision to step down. You know, maybe they just need, maybe the franchise needs a breath of fresh air. Uh, perhaps I, I'm just I, I'm curious to see where they go as in, in a coaching search because we are talking about Brad Stevens, a guy who came from, you know, Butler, Butler. and had success in the NBA. So it's it, it's he's proven that a college coach can have success. It's just a matter of it's got to be the right, the right college coach. Yeah. So I, I think I think Brad Stevens was more the exception than the norm. I agree, but but will he know that? I, 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 that's a good question. I mean, I don't I don't think you can just go get a college coach and put him on an NBA sideline and expect to be successful. I, Is Mark Few? A guy that you could put on the NBA sideline? You know, that's it. That's that's a fair question. But again, I, the weird the, thing the is. The opportunities that Mark Few has had to leave Gonzaga and hasn't, and he's going to leave for the Celtics, I don't know. And, and also, I think you have to be careful, again, from the standpoint that Brad Stevens is the exception and not the rule because I point you to Cleveland and John Beeline. Well, so that that was my my thought process was Gonzaga, much like Butler, doesn't have to deal with a whole lot of egos, whereas doesn't have to deal with a whole lot of media either. And I'm curious if if there's a connection between, you know, it's it's odd that the college coaches who aren't successful in the NBA have a bunch of NBA stars on their teams in college, but the college coaches who have been successful successful in the NBA have come from. Places where they like had to Butler build it and Gonzaga. <laughs> so it's interesting to me. I just I, I I wonder if there's a if there's a correlation there. I'd love to to see a deep dive into that uh, worldwide leader if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting uh, setup there. That, that Brad and Stevens is going to move into the front office and and find a place replacement for himself for himself. Coach. Yeah, he's going to replace himself. <laughs> I wonder if he'd be like the the GM who uh, you know eventually fires the coach and goes and coaches like Jerry Jones style. Oh, good lord! <laughs> wow. Oh man! And also last night, staying in the NBA real quick, Damian Little, <laughs> Damian Lillard hits a t- record twelve three pointers in a two overtime loss. He scores fifty five points in a loss for the Trailblazers. That's that's tough. That, that's, that's real tough. tough. It's, it's like I said off the air when we were discussing this. Dame walks into the locker room after the game, points at everybody else, and says, "How y'all lose that? I I, I didn't lose. Y'all lost. You know." <laughs> Good Lord, 147-140, so he scored better than a third of the team's points. Yeah. Uh, in a loss. 
That's that's tough. Did you guys see their uh, the the Denver jerseys? No. That that mile high. Um, it says mile high on the top. It, I thought that was really cool. Does it got a leaf on it? <laughs> does not. Oh, um, <laughs> but I, I, that was not the only one because Phoenix has had their the Valley jerseys on, which has that that southwestern mm-hmm. with skyline the, with the orange and I guess there's yellow, some purple orange, in there, purple, blue, mm-hmm. red in there, and it's it's super cool. But also PayPal with the sponsorship on the jersey. I'm not sure how I feel about the the sponsor logos. Yeah, you're just not they a didn't. soccer fan. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. As a matter of fact, yeah. but it, it's just different. I, 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 it is. I'd hate to see it really get started. Then you start looking like NASCAR uniforms. You know, the patches everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it happened to the NHL this season with uh, advertisements on the the division logos and the and divisions. The divisions as but well. yeah, Bridgestone with their yeah. their helmet logo. It just takes away from the uniforms. Could you imagine the, the Green Bay Packers having like, you know, a MasterCard logo on there on the side of their helmet? <laughs> that would never happen. But could you imagine? No, no, I can't. Uh, don't never say never. No, no, that's true. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I, I just uh, just some interesting stuff from from across the world of sports that, uh, again, I thought was interesting. Maybe it's not, but. <laughs> We've probably put this off about as long as we can say, put it we, off. We, but, we've avoided this as long as we can. But at the same time, <laughs> as you take us across the world of sports, there was an interesting article on The Athletic that I saw last night by um, by Jeff Schultz, who covers Atlanta professional sports and otherwise, um, comparing and contrasting you know, Julio Jones, Freddie Freeman, and the young kid with the um, the Hawks. Trey. No, no, the other one, the, the, the forward, um, all of whom are in the last year of their current contracts. And how you may see all three of them leaving Atlanta, as it turns out. And... The one takeaway that I had from it is, you know, there is a very real possibility that Freddie Freeman is not in an Atlanta Braves uniform next year. I, and, and I never would have thought it. I don't think so. I, I don't think that there are – one, I don't think that Freddie is dealing with that right now. No, and and I think – if you're a Braves fan, I think if you're a Braves front office person, I think that's a problem because the longer he doesn't deal with it and the more he puts himself in the mindset that, you know, maybe I'm not going to be here. I, I'm sure that the the front office has said we want to do everything we can. Now, that being said, well, if they wanted can, to do everything they could, they'd have gotten this done before the season started. Well, uh, yes, but the, I, I wonder John how John Collins much, is the Hawks forward that I wonder how much the Ozuna situation hindered Freddie's re, re-signing. I, I think Freddie decided once the season started that this wasn't yeah, something he was going to deal with. That's what I'm saying. So, and, and but Liberty 
Liberty Media bears a lot of responsibility oh, in this oh, same situation, if if not all of it. Yeah, yeah, almost all of it. Because I mean, if if you are if you're Alex Anthopoulos, you know you have a guy coming up in a contract year, coming off an MVP. Mm-hmm. You got to give him everything you can. And if Liberty said, "Well, we're not willing to give him that much," or whatever, who knows? I I would be in. I would be shocked if he's not just as anybody would even at this point i would still be shocked one because he's not having a great year (laughs) two uh i I think he wants to be in atlanta he just had he just had two more kids you know i guess if you're gonna move now's the time (laughs) but i just can't i can't see that that becoming a thing with charlie being the the age he is and having the friends that he has and that sort of thing. You, you, there's a lot of things that go into it. And if there's any way to keep him in Atlanta and for him to stay in Atlanta, I think he will. Uh, but that's, I mean, maybe there isn't a way. I think it's more in play than it should be. I agree certainly. with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thousand percent there. Yeah. No doubt. So. And and I think their performance on the field isn't helping the situation. I think his performance on the field isn't helping the situation. Right. Well, I mean, if his performance was a little bit better, the Braves' performance may be a little bit better. I mean, obviously he can't pitch, but and he can't throw out of the bullpen. But it, it would be nice to have a little more run support on the nights that we do pitch well. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always happen. It's weird because it typically we're we're hitting peanut butter, no jelly. It's 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 all it's it's all the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, and as as it was last night when the Braves lost eleven six to the Nationals. Who so the Braves are deathly afraid of being over five hundred in any way, shape, form, or fashion. They are they were fourteen and fourteen at home going into last night and lost. They were twelve and twelve against the NL East last night. And lost. So if there's any chance of getting over 500 in any, in any category, we're not going to do it. There we go. <laughs> we're done with that. No, we, we yeah. can't go over 500, guys. Yeah. So um, the Braves take a 25 and 27 record into tonight's matchup with the Nats, 22 and 29. Drew Smiley gets the ball for the Braves. He is 2 and 3 with a 595 ERA. John Lester goes to the bump for the Nats. Looking for his first victory, he is 0-2 with a 4-9-1 ERA. That's a 6-20 start, as we mentioned earlier today. Um, Just a note here. Dansby Swanson, 10-game hitting streak. The hot Dansby Swanson. Hey. Um, 5.05 pregame on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM-FM. And again, the Braves coming off an 11-6 loss at home last night to the Nats. That was, you know, winnable until the bullpen got involved. Despite not a great start from Max Freed, still a winnable ball game. That's starting to sound like a broken record. Um, it was. It was a winnable game. Washington leads the National League in hitting, by the way, with a two fifty two average. Two fifty two. The Braves are 13th in the league in hits, number of hits. 13th. The number two scoring team in the league last year is 13th in hits. Where are they in scoring, though? I have no idea. But that just and, and the, I, the point there is the Braves are not manufacturing runs. Mm-hmm. It's home runs oh, or absolutely. nothing. Yeah. And, but they're hitting home runs. 
Yep. Yeah, oh, but the, the, there's there, there's a trade-off for that. You know, it, it's something I used to tell my kids about trying to swing for the fences. Yes, you had Babe Ruth, who was, and we'll bring him up in another situation. Yes, he was the leader in home runs. He was also the leader in strikeouts. So, you know, and, and he had a whole lot more strikeouts than he had home runs. <laughs> That 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 works against you when that's when that's your situ when that's your production that works way against you. Well, twenty eleven. I mean, the Braves were very similar in that regard. So over the last ten games, and I'm not sure if this includes the the nineteen run out burst, the twenty run twenty run out burst, nineteen win, nineteen run differential. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braves are six and four, batting two seventy two with a three eighty four ERA and about scored opponents by thirteen runs. In the last 10. So, I mean, as bad as they were last night, they've been pretty good lately. They've not been bad. They just – and they weren't terrible last night until the seventh inning, which at that point, I mean, it was what it was a 6-4 to four game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still got you still feel like you have a chance to win it. And then – If you can keep them close. And they just kept giving up add-on runs. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Um, it's, it's getting tough to watch. It, it was tough last night. It certainly was. Um, let's give you this day in Braves history, Mo. June 2nd, 1935. Braves outfielder Babe Ruth announces his retirement from baseball. The 40-year-old former Yankee slugger wanted to retire three weeks earlier but stay when team owner Emil Fuchs persuaded him to continue because Boston hadn't played in every National League ballpark. Acquired on February 26th. Was, was Babe Ruth not playing going to change that? I'm so confused. I, 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 guess, <laughs> I guess he wanted to give every ballpark a chance to, to have, have, draw. have a big draw. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. been, you know, that's where owners were kind of like, helping like each other. Like the Chipper other. Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the farewell, farewell tour. tour. Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, as I was saying. Sorry. I just that that one got me. I'm like, what? Acquired on February third uh February twenty sixth, excuse me. Ruth hit three home runs, which would have been his seven hundred twelve, seven hundred thirteenth, and seven hundred and fourteenth, in a May twenty fifth game at Pittsburgh, then went hitless in his final thirteen plate appearances before shutting it down. So this day. That's interesting. Uh <laughs> Uh, I, I guess you know, you know whether or not he's on the team or not wasn't going to change where they were going to play, but that does make sense that yeah. they would want people to be able to to see yeah. him and sell a few tickets. Sell a few tickets, yeah. Um, well, it's all about the tickets, even in 1935, right? Especially, especially, in 19, in, yeah, especially <laughs> in 1935. You didn't apparently. have the TV contracts and stuff. Um, real quick before we take this break, the. Nashville Sounds have won 13 games in a row. <laughs> and we didn't mention it yesterday, but goodness gracious, uh, Zach Green has been absolutely just monstrous for the Nashville Sounds. He hit five home runs last week. Five. Um, and wasn't even the player of the week for... The Triple A East. Triple A East. <laughs> yeah. So that's something. Um, <laughs> and Rick Sweet, the manager of the Sounds, is going to have a Zoom media conference today at 1230 to discuss this Sounds 
surge. The, as you say, they have won 13 straight um, going into tonight's game against Charlotte. Is that right? Who are they playing this week? Uh, yes, they are in Charlotte this okay. week. Um, that 13-game win streak is too shy of the franchise record that was set in 1999 and matched in 2018. So we'll certainly be keeping an eye on them as they yeah, Zach, Zach Green, up. 27 years old. Uh, not He's not in the, the Brewers prospect list because he's 27, 27 years, years old. old. He did have a cup of coffee in the big league of San Francisco a couple years ago. Um, but, I mean, I think he's he's certainly a guy that could fill a void if necessary. But I, I think I think AAA is kind of where he's going to be. That That's kind of his, his spot. Uh, but for the Brew Crew, he could be something – you know, like I said, if if somebody was to get hurt or they need a they need a DH for sure. an American League series or something, who knows? Uh, but dude's been looking great, and uh, congrats to him. He's second in all of AAA with nine bombs this year, so that's wild. Anyway, just thought that was worth uh, worth mentioning because goodness gracious, <laughs> the sounds have been fantastic. Los Angeles Lakers assistant coach Jason Kidd and former Atlanta Hawks coach Lloyd Pierce are expected to be head coaching candidates for the Boston Celtics. Jason Leaked Kidd? sources tell Yahoo Sports. This from Chris Haynes, who is um senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> To which someone responds, how we go from Brad Stevens to these two, I'll never understand. Um, that's, that's a fair That's a fair reaction. Yeah, so. I don't know about that one. But yeah. anyway, uh, we need to take a break. Yeah. And when we return, we are going to talk a little softball, uh, a little more softball. Apparently, that's the theme for the day is softball. So, Marin Angus of the, the Nashville-based <laughs> Running Poles College Softball Podcast will join us. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back in the Lee Company studio right after this. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military... Our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, coach mike on the controls lawson smith has broken our video i did not <laughs> it broke itself thank you <laughs> 
Okay, maybe he did. Yeah, get get used to being blamed. As, you know, yeah, if it you happens, get, if something goes wrong. The engineers get it. It's definitely so. on you. I mean, it's, it's definitely on you. Well, it, well, it wasn't on us. I mean, I didn't. So. Do <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't know how I could have done anything. No. Um, it's unfortunate that we are not on Facebook anymore, but that's okay. We will have this on a podcast, and if you missed any of today's show, you can hear the podcast. Just visit sm-tnsports.com, the podcast tab there. You can listen to the Prep Sports Hour. You can listen to the second hour or our special guests, which we have on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline currently right now. And we are happy to be joined by uh, co-host of the Running Polls podcast to talk a little women's college world series action uh, despite her major league baseball alliances, we will welcome her to the show, Marin Angus. Who, who? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you, 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 you get you get somebody on the on the show who's a Dodger fan. Oh well, and and I knew that. I mean, even to the point that she had, you know, when they were doing the cutouts at Dodger Stadium last year when they couldn't have fans, she and her mom had cutouts in the seats at Chavez Ravine. So despite that, Marin Angus, welcome to the show. <laughs> that cutout is beautiful, by the way. You were I able think- to buy those at the end of the year. Is that right? They Well, when you bought them uh, at the beginning of the year, the deal was they were, they authenticated them and they mailed them to you. So, so, so you where, can, where you are yours it. now? They're at home until I find until I build my woman cave and can put it up in the woman cave. So that's that's not a woman cave. That's a she shed, right? <laughs> well, Somebody I mean, ideally, ideally, I ha- I will get a she shed, but for now, we're just gonna have to do a woman cave. Okay, that's all good. All right, uh, Marin Angus, um, former. College softball writer, softball writer with Softball America and current co-host of Running Poles, a softball podcast, um, longtime Nashville area journalist, going to shed a little light for us on the upcoming Women's College World Series that begins, I think, Thursday out at Oklahoma City, the the mecca for the NCAA Division One softball world, I guess. Um are you going out there, Marin? I am not this year, unfortunately, but well, I... neither neither is Chris, and I'm not sure which of you is more heartbroken, actually. I actually so. had an opportunity to go. That's the worst part, is having the opportunity and not being able to do it. That's yeah. the That's brutal okay. part. That's okay. I, I had the same opportunity, probably. I mean, I was ready. I, like, I'm going to go. I just need to line up some freelance work before I get in the car and um it's just not gonna work out it's just it i couldn't make the numbers work but i am very excited to watch it and i have my teams and my players that i am pulling for and i'm just gonna be a fan this week and watch it which i haven't been able to do in a while and i think it's a lot more fun that way too but um Marin, this I can't get over this James Madison team, and I just happened to um, 
I think I got home from a from a sectional game Friday night a couple of weeks ago and caught their game against Liberty and the pitcher whose name I cannot recall, but she was mowing down Liberty kids left and right. I think she finished with 15-plus strikeouts. Did not expect them to come out of that regional, obviously. I think they were the number three seed. Um, But not only do they come out of that that Knoxville regional, but then they go to Missouri and win the Super Regional, and now they are playing the the home team right out of the box at OKC when they take on the Sooners. Yeah, and uh, I believe you're – talking about odyssey alexander yes yeah. correct and two c's is her um two c's is, is, is her, her handle is her yes. twitter handle yeah yes and uh the james madison faithful will call her cc so if if anybody watches and they hear a mention of cc that's that's who that's who they're talking about but um you know james madison has been on the rise for the last few years and they have had opportunity after opportunity to, to make it to the world series and they haven't been able to do it. And the surprise, I think what surprised everybody is that at the last few years, they had a pitcher named Megan good who threw 70 plus. She was always in the conversation for player of the year. She was a she was a high draft pick uh, for pro softball, and everybody just gravitated towards James Madison and Megan Good, but she could never seal the deal in in the postseason. But here comes Cece and a team that really was overlooked all year because they weren't ranked and they started their season three weeks after the rest of the country started. And they play in the Colonial Conference, which isn't exactly a hotbed of softball. So when they when they were picked for the Tennessee Regional, for the Knoxville Regional, I actually I had a gut feeling that they were going to be playing for the championship. And but I did not think they were going to beat Missouri. I'll be honest; I did not think that was that was going to happen. And, and understandably, but, you know, um, right? You know, again, what, were were they the three seed in Knoxville? Yes. Okay, so they were the three seed. Yes. They come out of there and they take on the number nine, number nine national eight. seed, number eight. Yeah. Tennessee was the no. nine. Tennessee was the nine. Correct. Tennessee was the nine. Okay. And here's the here's the thing about Tennessee, and I part of part of the brand of running polls is I, we are brutally honest. Tennessee is one of the most overrated softball programs in the country, and I'm sorry for the Tennessee fans that are listening, but like, get a clue. That's pretty They're, brutal. <laughs> they they are they are one of the most overrated programs, and I and you watch Tennessee year in and year out, and they have the talent. They have they have the pitching, but the pitching never gets better. The pitching when Ashley Rogers, I, I watched her play in the Spring Fling, uh, Meg County, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I watched her play Spring Fling her senior year, and I thought, you know, she's okay. I'm like, I don't know if I see her 
dominating in the SEC because they were hanging everything they had on her. And she comes in as a freshman. She does pretty well. And then last year, she she was hurt. She she didn't play last year. And, she, and then you see her come back this year. She's still fighting that same injury, yet they're still riding her. And then if they put somebody else in, they get lit up. So all they have is her. And I'm like, she's going to run out of gas. She just, and she did. She ran out of gas. <laughs> so <laughs> they just happened to play James Madison when she ran out of gas. And there you go. Well, you know, particularly when you are seated as James Madison was, you you need to catch a break or two probably to get out. And maybe yeah. that was the break that the Dukes needed there. We're speaking sure. on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Marin Angus of Running Poles um, Softball Podcast based out of Nashville. Um, Perhaps, real quick, mm-hmm. the Southeastern Conference is the most overrated softball conference because uh, they sucked. Straight up, yeah. In the South, in, in super regionals, they have two teams in the World Series, and one of them wasn't even a nationally ranked team, or nationally seeded team. Yeah. Well, they yeah. were they uh, weren't nationally seeded, but they hosted a regional. <laughs> well, we know why. Which is a completely that's that's like another thing that I I wanted I will go off on a tangent about if you I mean <laughs> we did that too. Don't feel bad. I mean the fact that the NCAA I'm convinced. Call it a conspiracy theory if you want. I'm convinced that the SEC, the SEC network, ESPN, I I do believe in the conspiracy theory that they do have the influence to make sure they get the regionals and the ballparks that they want to make it TV friendly and to make it look good on TV because Duke should have hosted that regional. Without fans? They, I mean, sure, like, but that's it. They wanted it to look good on TV, right? It's not going to look good on TV if you don't have fans. Mm. But why are you, why are you punishing the players? That's not in their control. That's out, that's out of their control. But if they deserve to host a regional, let them host a regional. Like they put in a bid to host a regional, and they weren't, and they weren't picked. Neither was Clemson. Clemson could have hosted a regional. Clemson also got hosed. But that's, I mean, uh, but, you know, I mean, Georgia is one of the most hostile softball environments I've ever been to. And to award Georgia the regional, it was kind of like an automatic, like, hey, we're giving the SEC another, we're giving the SEC another shot here to get the super regional they got the matchup they wanted they got florida georgia that was the matchup they wanted there we go there you go and georgia took care of business in gainesville sweeping two down there to get to the women's college world series they play the second game on thursday it opens at 11 o'clock all these games are televised on espn james madison and the sooners at 11 um, Georgia and Oklahoma State at one thirty, Arizona and Alabama at six, and Florida State and UCLA in the eight thirty nightcap. All those are Thursday games. All those times are central. All on ESPN. Um, Marin, 
on the Parks yes, Motor Sales Hotline. You have you have pretty well made your SEC feelings known. Who do you like in this field? Who do I like in this field? I my top three teams are Oklahoma, UCLA, and Alabama. Now, you and everybody else, apparently, <laughs> as they right? are the top three seeds. But yes, right. So, and they've been my favorite now for two years. I'm going back to last year too. Um, with Oklahoma, they are legit, one hundred percent. But they haven't been tested like Alabama, like UCLA. You know, they they played conference games only, and. I'm not knocking the their conference, but it's not as strong as some of the others. Um, you know, when they played Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State beat them. Uh-huh. And congrats to Georgia. When they went and played Georgia, Georgia beat them. So when they, if you look at their record against the teams that are in the World Series right now, it's not I know, great. I know they've all. It's not great. It's yeah. not in their favor. <laughs> so, and 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 two of those teams are in their side of the bracket. By the way, Georgia and Oklahoma yeah. State are the winner of that. Will play Oklahoma in the second round if if the Sooners were to beat James Madison, which we don't know is a, that may not right? that may not happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Th- th- that the bottom half of this bracket with Alabama, Arizona, UCLA, and Florida State even mm-hmm. is just that is going to be an absolutely brutal bracket to get out of. As, oh, one hundred percent. I find that that part of the bracket to be more of a that's more of a fight. Yeah. Because the last time UCLA and Florida State played in the opening game of the tournament, uh, UCLA won. This was. I want to say four years ago when this was the year Florida state won the national championship. Gotcha. They played UCLA in the opening game. UCLA won, sent Florida state to the losers bracket and the Seminoles fought their way back, beat UCLA twice and won a national championship. So that that's on that history is on their side, right? Now you've got, you've got a team like James Madison, like Oklahoma state, where they have nothing to lose. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the beauty in it. Even Georgia, they have nothing to lose. Yeah. And when you have nothing to lose, you can just go out and play carefree softball. When you are Oklahoma, when you're Alabama, when you're UCLA, and you have these expectations placed on you by the entire country that you, know, you have to play for a national championship. All right. That's a lot of pressure. No doubt. <laughs> Look, I'm just excited because somebody's going to have to pitch to Bailey Hemphill this week. And that's all <laughs> oh, right? I, That's all I'm waiting for. Just somebody pitch to her. Well, and I think a lot of locals are going to be paying attention to this, to this Alabama team this week because Jenna Johnson, the outfielder from Page, is is with the, the Tide. Um, how much does she play, Chris? You keep up with Alabama a lot more than I do. She's, she plays um, and has – been fairly successful this year. Uh, she, I think she, I think she hits in the bottom third of the lineup. But 
at Alabama, yep. the bottom thirds as good as most people's top thirds. Uh, it's it's insane. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she's, I mean, she's been really good for this team. She's, um, for the season, I want to say, let's see, I was looking it up. She's hit 291, which is fantastic. Um, and Mm -hmm. has been, has been one of the, the the players that they look for to get on base so that that top half, because that once that top half gets up there, it's almost impossible. My goodness. They're just so good top to bottom. They really are. Right. Right. Well, here's another. Here's someone to to watch for at JMU who who has a Tennessee connection is Kayla Bozeman, mm-hmm. and she she transferred from Mississippi State. She went to Ottawa. Uh, she I watched her at spring fling a couple years ago. I think it's the same year as Ashley Rogers, honestly. And she pitched Ottawa to the spring fling and. Um, she doesn't get a lot of playing time, but I mean, there's there's another local, quote unquote, local connection. Always looking for those local connections, <laughs> and um, hit on one with Marin Angus of Running Poles joining us here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Marin, we appreciate your insight into this, and um, we'll be keeping up. And tell folks where they can find your work. Yeah, so the Running Poles podcast. You can find us on all of the social medias. And you can listen on any platform that you download your podcast on. And we will release our next episode ahead of the game on Thursday, which is tomorrow. So we will have uh, our next guest, our uh, Michelle Floyd, who hit at Arizona and lives in Atlanta now. So she's kind of in the SEC country. And Nyree White will also be a guest. And her dad is Mike White, the head coach at Texas. She is a pitching coach in the Austin area. And we are going to go all out. Opinions are going to be thrown out there. And we are not going to hold back on our conspiracy theories or who we are expecting to, to come away with the national championship. And it's, it's going to be a fun show. So, um, You'll see you'll see us post the preview probably later tonight, and then we'll release the we will release the episode in the morning. Awesome, sounds good. Hey, Marin, we yeah. appreciate your time. Hey, real quick, you had Shelby Stinnett on the show we earlier. Well, Shelby Sorry. Lightfoot, Shelby Lightfoot, yes, but yes. yes, yes, we did. Now, next time you have her on the show, ask her about uh, travel ball when she was a kid. The, uh, the high voltage shockwave. Mm. They they were lime green and bright orange. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Not ideal. We're 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 gonna we're gonna um, decline any pictures of that. I think. But uh, <laughs> hey, Mary, we we appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> that was Marin Angus of Running Poles the college softball podcast with us here on the parks motor sales hotline and we are way past needing to get to a break so when we come back here on southern middle tennessee sports today we it is wild and wacky wednesday and chris is gonna hit you with some pretty wild and wacky stuff because that's what he does um stay with us here on southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint from the lee company studio 
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, Chris Yamo, Pat, and Coach Mike, the lustrous potentate, and the intern, Lawson Smith in the house. Glad to have you with us on this Wednesday. That is, it's, it's, it's raining again. It's raining again. It's raining again. It's not raining men. It's a little hallelujah. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday brought to you by our friends at JJ's Barbecue. Looking at 900 Hatcher Lane. JJ's Barbecue has delicious barbecued meats and more. Taters and all. The cheesy taters. Good stuff. It's good stuff. So make sure to go visit. The, I'm hungry. The oldest. Uh, family-owned barbecue restaurant in Columbia. JJ's Barbecue, located on Hatcher Lane. Proud sponsor of Wild and Wacky Wednesday here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Now, here's my question to you. Question to you today is, what is the level of petty to which you aspire? How, How petty do you like to be? Because... In Salt Lake City, a man on Google Maps spotted a satellite image of a plot of land in Salt Lake City where someone mowed the B word into the grass and added an arrow pointing to his neighbor's house directly behind him. (laughs) That, my friends... Is awesome. That's, I don't care who you are. That's that's pretty impressive. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. For petty. first of all, I, I want to know like it, it would be hard to like lift the mower. And, well, like, no, just to to understand like how far you where are you at? Right. I mean, to yeah. make it look right, and yet it looks right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the I lines are straight. How long it took. I would love to know. Would love to I have, know. I have questions. <laughs> Lots of questions. All right. Uh, I, that's, a, that's a good one, though. Yeah. I mean, personally, I, I feel like I would do something like that. 
just because of the, well, the magnitude given, of... Given the time and the talent, yeah, that's and certainly something. And it's also, like, I mean, that's only something that you can see one way. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess airplanes, if you're low I enough, know, yeah. but most airplanes, you're not going to see it. So, it's interesting. Um... So it's 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 summer. Summer's coming, and uh, the uh, cicadas are out. They're very loud. Do you know the worst part about it, though? Not only are they loud, but they can also pee on you. And it's not just a few drops. No, uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's it's a pretty decent stream, and uh, you don't want to. You, you just just don't don't pick them up. It's harmless, but it's still gross. Cicada pee? Yeah. Hmm. So, there's that. I mean, that's about as wild and wacky as it gets. Yeah. I don't want to get yelled at and peed on by cicada. <laughs> so, Be careful mowing with them. Uh, right. My dad said um, that you can easily pick them up by the wings and they can't do anything. I bet well, they, they can pee, pee on you. On you. Yeah, well, well, they can pee on. yeah, I didn't know that until just now. But <laughs> so tell your yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, make sure he knows. Russ, cicadas can pee on you. Um, apparently. And finally, I sent Mo. I sent you this video the other day. Mayday! Mayday! Whoa! This May, Mayday! Mayday! Wrong mayday! Button. Stop! Wrong mayday. button, folks. <laughs> I think letting fans back into sporting <laughs> events was a mistake. <laughs> I think it was just a mistake. We, we've clearly seen the, the NBA issues, but at a minor Folk, league... Folks aren't ready. They, they clearly are not ready. A minor league baseball game, uh, a, a young man got uh, brushed back, uh, hit in the head maybe. Did I'm he not get sure. hit? I think he got hit because he took his base, and about that time, a fan runs out of the stands and charges the mound. Not the player, a fan, just a random guy. He's like, come on, let's go, let's dance. You want to dance, old man? And uh, so that was fun. And he, he, he gets in the pitcher's face. The third baseman comes in and, and knocks him out of the way. The bench clears. Everybody, The umpires are trying to hold back the team while this guy is clearly very upset that uh, his favorite player got hit in the head. So fans, just stop. Don't do dumb stuff. Mm. Anyway. That's going to do it for Wild and Wacky Wednesday today. Short segment, but it's because we were get, we got a chance to t- to talk with uh, Marin Angus with Marin Angus and, and and others. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Check out the podcast if you missed any part of today's show on sm-tnsports.com. Uh, we're excited to to continue doing this throughout the summer. So we will be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. And there's a squirrel. We will. <laughs> There is a squirrel yeah. on, on the rail. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Uh, so we appreciate it again for Coach Mike and Mo Patton and Lawson Smith. Again, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, and we wish you a much better looking Wednesday than it is now. But uh, if nothing else, you can stay cool, Columbia. Have a good one.